This is a moment in Jewish history. This week, hundreds of thousands attended a rally in Washington, D.C. to support Israel. Solidarity rallies and prayer vigils in times of crisis have happened many times in the past. The following is a brief overview of some memorable large-scale events held in the United States Capitol. In 1943, the Rabbis' March took place in Washington, D.C., with more than 400 rabbis participating as representatives of the Jewish people. The march was sponsored by the Emergency Committee to Save the Jewish People of Europe, the main organizer being Peter Bergson, known in the land of Israel as Hillel Cook, nephew of the chief rabbi Avraham Yitzhak Cook. The delegation of rabbis met outside the Capitol with Vice President Henry Wallace and members of Congress. After prayers at the Lincoln Memorial, the rabbis walked to the White House. The event took place three days before Yom Kippur. Rabbi Isaac Horwitz led the memorial prayer for the dead of Europe. The group joined in prayer for the U.S. President and the United Nations. They sang the Star-Spangled Banner in Hebrew. They submitted a petition calling for the United States to create a special agency to save Jews in German-dominated territories and called upon the British government to keep the doors of the land of Israel open for immigration of Jews from Europe. The following is a brief recording. That our most gracious President, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, consider and recognize this momentous hour of history and the responsibility which the Divine Presence has laid upon him, that he may save the remnant of the people of the Book, the people of Israel. And we pray that the Lord may aid us to gain complete and speedy victory on all fronts against our enemies, and that we may be blessed with everlasting peace. In June of 1967, General Nasser of Egypt threatened to push the Jews into the sea, and the other surrounding countries were gearing up for war against Israel as well. Many solidarity vigils around the world were organized, but those vigils turned into victory celebrations after Israel's stunning success in only six days. One of the largest was in Washington, D.C., in which over 50,000 people attended. Among those who spoke were not only Jewish leaders, but also those from the civil rights movement, including Whitney Young, president of the National Urban League, who told the audience that his community in particular can sympathize with those who are displaced, who face the loss of their homes, and whose sovereign integrity is threatened. The speakers also included A. Philip Randolph and was organized by Dr. Joachim Prince, chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, both of whom had spoken several years earlier at the March on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther King. A statement by House Speaker John McCormick was read, in which he said he would continue to do everything in my power to see that the fruits of military victory are not defeated in the field of diplomacy, and that the national interest of the United States calls for a strong support of Israel, because the national interest of Israel is consistent with the national interest of our own country. In December of 1987, the Freedom Sunday for Soviet Jews took place in Washington. At the time, it was recorded to be the largest Jewish rally ever held there. Among the speakers was Natan Sharansky, the famous refusenik who was jailed by the Soviet authorities. How many times I heard that it is impossible to make American Jews 
to come in hundreds of thousands to Washington in winter. And here you came and winter retreated. How many times from the very beginning of our struggle we heard that it is impossible to open the gates of the Soviet Union. And we didn't listen to these voices. And we struggled, and you demonstrated, and you struggled, and that's why quarter of a million Jews were released, and that's why I and other prisoners of Zion today are free, today are here. Mr. Gorbachev, today destroyed one more Jewish demonstration in Moscow. But Soviets for us have to know that no missiles and tanks, no camps and prisons can extinguish the light of candle of freedom. In 2002, a large rally was held during the wave of terrorist attacks that killed numerous Israeli civilians. The Washington Post recorded that the crowd voiced vigorous defenses of the country's right to strike back against terrorist bomb attacks against Israeli civilians. The mass rally was organized in only one week, and demonstrators urged the United States to stand with Israel at a time when its military actions were being denounced around the world. Among the speakers was Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel, who won a Nobel Prize for his writings. My dear friends, this day will be remembered in the history of American Jewry. In the years to come, your children and grandchildren will hear you tell the story of this gathering. And simply you will then say, I was there. From near and far, by plane and by train, by bus and on foot, we have come together here today, young and old, Jew and non-Jew, not only to proclaim our solidarity with the state of Israel, its citizens and its soldiers, but also to voice our fervent support of President Bush's war on terrorism. This time, both America and Israel know how real is the threat and how ugly the face of the enemy. This is a peril both nations have to confront. The only difference is that at this moment, Israel fights for her existence. We are here to let the Jewish state and its brave, beleaguered citizens and its valiant soldiers know that they are not alone. If you were at any of these rallies in the past, or a different one, leave me a comment at benbreski.substack.com. This has been a moment in Jewish history. Thank you to all the listeners, and Shalom.